Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour dedicated to understanding exactly what enlightenment means and what it might be to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us integrate all of our knowledge and perhaps even challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour where we strive to evaluate knowing as inseparable from the total experience of reality. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Every week we share some of our letters as our way of respecting the very important role you have in making this show successful. Last week, our guest was Professor Stuart Hameroff, and we discussed consciousness and the universe. If you missed this show and are at all interested in real science and what it suggests about spirituality, be sure to catch it in the archives here at Hay House Radio. We learned from Professor Hameroff that consciousness exists on a plane between classical and quantum physics, on the edge of both. What's more, it is a part of the total whole of consciousness and therefore able to know in ways reminiscent of Carl Jung and the collective unconscious, the world of archetypes. Additionally, it is also able to know the implicate order before it becomes explicate, according to the holographic model of David Bohm. Now, Joey wrote, I highly recommend Eldon Taylor's broadcast of February 14th. A couple of times it went over my head. However, the meat of this is awesome and understandable. Maria wrote, this show today is very interesting. Consciousness being the very essence of our being and connectedness is revolutionary in living a very great giving, receiving life. Love, love, love it. Andrada wrote, great show, thank you. Martha wrote, I am a scientist, and I hear so much what you call dribble from so many nowadays that I typically turn it all off. I have heard absolute rubbish from some who seem to know a few terms, but little about what they mean. There is one guy who I will leave nameless that calls himself a scientist, gets most of it wrong, and then draws totally unwarranted conclusions. However, your show with Hameroff had to be the best argument I have heard for consciousness surviving death and existing independently of organ brain. Thank you both for such a refreshing, intelligent addition to my search for knowing. Well, you are more than welcome, Martha, and I share your sentiments. Indeed, Ravinder made a comment that mirrored yours right after last week's show, so at least Three of us are in total agreement. Hammeroth and Penrose, in my view, well, they're the real deal. All right, Bobby wrote, just bought Mind Programming last week and really enjoyed it. Been playing the accompanying CD for a few hours a day and can already notice the results. Well, thank you, Bobby. I do appreciate your feedback. Jenny wrote, Eldon's books and other information are wonderful, and I use them in my training of young people in particular. They help me show them that they do have choices and encourage them to make good ones. Now, I like that. Thank you, Jenny. Sandy left this comment when she picked up her free InterTalk MP3. Thank you, Eldon. Love you on Hay House Radio. Well, thank you, Sandy, and I will use your letter 
to once again remind our listening audience that they, too, can get their free InterTalk MP3 programs by simply going to InterTalk, I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K, dot com and selecting free programs from the left-hand navigation pane. Now, these are not samples. This is the patented and proven effective InterTalk technology. So if there is anything that you would like to improve in your life, well, why not check it out today? Angie wrote, InterTalk really helped me with my son studying. Now he really is improved. Now he really has improved a lot in his examinations. And Bernie wrote, I love your products and I love your radio show. Well, thanks, Bernie. That's one very nice, pithy comment. All right, that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to Eldon at eldentaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. You can also just leave comments on my website. We can't get all of your letters on the air, obviously, but they do impact our programming, and we do thank you for your support. Now to today's show, and I'm excited about this show, Communicating with Angels. Our guest is becoming somewhat of a regular here on Provocative Enlightenment because I love her story, and with the aid of her angels, she has accurately spoken to me about matters in the past. Now, I'm not sure how that impinges on the present, Um, but I'm speaking, of course, about Lorna Byrne, Lorna's newest chapter in her delightful book, Angels in My Hair, is titled, America, the Gateway to Humanity's Future. It is all about America's special role in the spiritual evolution of mankind. How apropos in a presidential election year, with so many deeply divided over so many important issues, especially issues that Lorna seems to be quite willing to speak about. So what did Lorna angels tell her what is america's role in this century how does something as contaminated as politics fit into our spiritual lives i mean do we have a spiritual duty or an obligation to be politically involved if so to accomplish what end for example should america go the way of europe and continue to socialize such things as medicine health care and redistribute wealth while growing government in the process. Is it spiritual to follow the words of Karl Marx, from those according to their ability to those according to their need? The Bible says in Thessalonians, if you don't work, you don't eat. The exact quote is, quote, For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their own bread. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Now there are those quick to assert that wealth is bad. After all, the Bible also states that it's harder for the rich man to enter heaven than for the laden camel to pass through the eye of the needle. Now, the laden camel often did pass through the eye of the needle because the reference is to a gate entering the city that had a low overhang. So the camel had to kneel to pass through or it had to be unloaded. 
The Bible also shares stories with us of men made very wealthy by God, such as Job and Solomon. Indeed, Proverbs 10 and 22 says, quote, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Close quote. Now, here are a few more passages from Proverbs to help us set up this issue properly. 14 and 23, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. 10, 4 and 5, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. 18, chapter 18, verse 9, one who is slack in his work is a close relative to one who destroys. And 21.25, the cravings of sluggers will be the death of them because their hands refuse to work. Now, in Proverbs, we're also told that, quote, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Chapter 13, verse 22. In order to leave an inheritance, not just to our own children, but to our children's children, requires work, discipline, investing, planning, and saving up our money. So spread the wealth. Is this really our moral duty? If so, to what extent? Is America on the right track, or do we need to revisit our direction? What exactly do the angels tell Lorna Byrne? Lorna Byrne has seen and talked to angels since she was a baby. She sees angels every day, and she sees them physically, just as you or I would see a person sitting in front of us. Lorna kept quiet about what she was seeing and hearing until three years ago, when she wrote the story of her life, Angels in My Hair. The book is now an international bestseller, published in 47 countries and 23 languages, and the overwhelming response of the million readers around the world is that knowing that they have a guardian angel beside them has given them enormous hope. The London Times newspaper recently ran a full-page feature on Lorna and asked this question, was she responsible for doubling the level of belief in angels in the United Kingdom? Lorna is a favorite of mine, and she also has a new CD, and we'll play a bit of it during the second half of our show today. The CD is a meditation CD titled Wings Unfurled. It's a beautiful CD, and it's designed to bring you the presence of your guardian angel so you can start to hear it call to you and learn what message it has for you. All right? As they say in Hollywood then, without further ado, let's get her in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Lorna. Hello, how are you? I'm I am nice great. I'm great to be talking with you. <laughs> it's our pleasure. Uh, Lorna Byrne, it's the middle of the night where you are. Is that not true? Um, well, it's not too too bad. It's about a quarter past seven, so oh, I'm, I'm doing right. okay. Not too late this time. Not, not too late, so I was delighted to hear it wasn't, you know, one o'clock in the morning or something like that, so I'm happy <laughs> okay, enough. Good. <laughs> Good, this time. All right, let's do this. Let's begin. You have indicated, and, and by the way, I love your book. You know that. But you've indicated in your new chapter that America is special. And at the same time you're saying that, there are many here in America that are publicly stating that America should, and I'll quote, not pretend that it is special. How do you reconcile this difference? 
Um, it's actually very hard to to explain. Um, America is completely different. It is the new world, and the American people are are the new race. Um, when I was quite young, you know, I was introduced to a different angel, and I had asked who who this angel was, and I was told this was one of the American gathering angels. Angels that um, for centuries now have been bringing people from different parts of the world um, with different religions, different skills, everything, um, all to America. This angel is, is kind of like a soldier. It's the only way I can describe them. They do wear armor, but they actually have a, a shield on their chest and I can never make out what the shield is. Um, but to me, like, the first time I went to America, um, I was absolutely shocked because, and yet overwhelmed and delighted because, you know, the angels had told me that America was the new world. You know, it was the new race that would lead mankind in humanity um, and spiritual growth. And it was just when I stepped off the plane the first time, I could see it just so clear. I could feel it, you know, and it comes from the American people. And it has just such, you you have such a vibrance, such an energy. Um, It's just so tingly. It's it's unbelievable. And yet I know hundreds of thousands of of Americans don't even realize this themselves. But I think it is something very important for the American people to maybe to start to wake up and realize that, you know, they are the gateway, you know, for humanity, for the whole world. I couldn't concur more. Manley Hall and others have said this is the great American, or the great experiment, and it is the the light of the world. Uh, So bottom line, uh, if somebody says this is not a special country, they're just not informed. Fair enough? Yes, definitely. They're they're wrong. And and I suppose you have to, you know, I spent my whole life in Ireland and it was only when I started to write that I started to travel. And I have been now in many parts of the world, um, but nowhere is like America. And I have traveled around America now and the people are, you know, you are so spiritually open. Um, okay. And just live life to, to the full. And that is that is very important. You don't give up. That's great. I want to maximize our time with you here, and I've got some real hot, hardball questions for you. And then we've got lots of lots of phone calls. And, oh, and I know that you're perfectly willing to handle these, and that's why, you know, I, I, it's, it's okay for me to bring them to you. But this is provocative enlightenment, and you heard the setup piece. So let's take some of the brilliant. issues that have caused the division in this country. Is America on the right path with respect to socializing health care and proceeding with the spread the wealth message? Do your angels say we're on the right path there? Um, I'm being asked that question just, just out, so I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just being told you're, you will make some mistakes, but others will be correct. And on that particular, particular issue, um, it's like the way it's been answered is that it's more just. It's so more just. On, you're, okay. you're, you're get, it, it may not be, it may not decide to do exactly that. It may slightly change it, but it will become more just. 
and that All is right. let, important. Let me, let me try just on with you then, okay? Okay. Uh, you heard the biblical verses, etc. Um, spread the whole idea of spread the wealth. I've seen your YouTube. In fact, I've posted it uh, regarding the Wall Street protests. So let's yeah. let's do this. In the presidential election year, one side of the equation in this country insists that the one percent are depriving the ninety-nine percent. Now, with that said, the 99% must recognize that to most of the rest of the world, Lorna, they are the 1%. Okay? Now, this kind of class warfare, or as one one party calls it, seems to lead to a very slippery slope when you consider the starving masses in places like Ethiopia. It also seems to breed a certain entitlement attitude. You know, the one that says, why shouldn't I have as much as they do? I, You know, it doesn't respect the work ethic. So I'm going to ask you, what do the angels tell you is the place of balance in matters such as this? Should America spread all of its wealth to Ethiopia? Uh, should we be on par with the poorest people in the world? Is that what 1% and 99% is really archetypical of? What, what I'm being told is that America has to lead the world to, to show how to share. Um, but we all have to learn how to share equally. And it's not that, you know, if... What what way could I say it if somebody sits down and does nothing and says, I, I should be entitled to, to that for just sitting here? Um, they have to get up and play their part as well. You can't take right. anything to heaven with, with you. You know, no physical, more, physical thing. One so. more hardball question. Okay. <laughs> there is a great divide in this country over values. We see it um, in issues such as gay marriage and abortion, but it goes deeper than that. We're witnessing what some have called a real cultural war in this country. On one side are those that generally think in terms of cultural relativity, whatever works for the greatest number. On the other side of the equation, we have those convinced that there is such a thing as absolute values, what Plato referred to as virtues, what the Christian world thinks of as commandments, and what many of us just hold to be spiritually enlightened ways of living. So without getting into the differences between negative and positive liberty per se, let us just say one side is okay with anything, so long as it does not limit the liberty of another, and the other side believes there are principles and values beyond that. Now, at a press conference in Turkey, President Obama casually made this remark, quote, one of the great strengths of the United States is we do not consider ourselves a Christian nation or a Jewish nation or a Muslim nation. We consider ourselves a nation of citizens who are bound by ideals and a set of values, close quote. So my question, Lorna, What set of values do your angels tell us we should be bound by? Well, I'm just being told the most important sound of values is is, um, for all of the different groups to get together and, you know, to do what is just again, 
what, what is fair. They have to stop bickering or thinking one is better than the other or their values are more important than, than the other. As I always say, if if people could see what I see every day, there would be nobody unemployed. There would be nobody um, hungry. There would be no nobody without an education. We'd all we'd all have have work, and I know this starts in America. So, in a sense, even all the different religions have to get together and start to pray together and reach out and help each other's um, community wherever the need is, but not to feel more superior than anyone else. Okay, I love the answer. I don't know if I'm answering good, it the way you the would like it to. Generality, Lorna. <laughs> You're yeah. not giving me any specifics, you know. You're not. I know the specificity that's involved here. I mean, you see angels, and you've talked to me before. I know you know you have seen Lucifer. You've had that encounter. Uh, you've you've talked to Jesus, and you are very Christian. Have I got that correct? Yes, but it it doesn't matter. You know, I I will pray with people of all religions, and I will help people you know, of of every class. It doesn't actually know, make any my, difference. And I don't mean to be discourteous at all, but my question is more to this. Is there a value system? Is there ultimately a value system we should all subscribe to, or is cultural relativity the way we should go? Um, it's a big, hard one. I'm, I'm asking exactly what what part does do do you mean? And I'm being told you should have, um, but America hasn't got it yet. And you have to think of of America, you know, again, of as as the new race for for the world, where lots of things will be um, will come f- will come from there. Um, so you have to think of culture value to become one. Is that of any help? Well, I, I guess I'm. St- I mean, somewhat. Uh, what I'm looking for is uh, what Plato called virtues. What uh, we see in the Bible as commandments. If there is a, an ultimate right, uh, something that we would cherish, uh, maybe it's respect for all life. As a case in point, we would uh, we would say this is a virtue. If not, we could. You know, say, hey, listen, if you're raised in a culture where it's permissive to abuse women, then why not abuse women? That's what the culture teaches. Uh, teaches. That's that's where I'm going. But we'll have oh, to pick I that see. up Sorry, after I the miss, break. I misunderstood. Okay, Sorry. we'll pick it, that up it, after the break, okay. Lorna. We've got a hard one on us. The book is Angels in My Hair, newly revised with extra chapters. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment on Hay House Radio, where we're talking with Lorna Byrne. And when we come back, we'll take your phone calls. Now, if you're not already in our chat room, this is a great time to join in the conversation. So just go to eldentaylor.com forward slash chat. We have a marvelous film there featuring Lorna today. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up after these words from some of our friends. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? InnerTalk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. InnerTalk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world 
and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Do you feel like you've become lost in the funhouse, only seeing the reflection of yourself, past, future, and present, but unable to find the real you? I invite you to step through the doorway and onto a pathway leading to understanding of your mind, your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Eldon Taylor's New York Times bestselling book, Choices and Illusions. Now expanded, updated, and revised, it will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free of your current perceptions and begin your journey to How High Is Up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing the book Angels in My Hair with author Lorna Byrne. But before we get back to today's show, I want to once again invite you to like our Facebook fan page for Provocative Enlightenment Radio. As a fan of the show, you will always know where we are and what's on next. I would also like to invite you to join me on Facebook while you're there. If you like our show, please do spread the word. We genuinely appreciate your support. All right, let's get back to the show. Before the break, uh, we were discussing values. And Lorna, you had just indicated to me you misunderstood my question. So let me ask that question one more time. That's okay. Let me ask it one more time before we we take some phone calls. Uh, When you look into the world today, you have this great division between those who believe that right consists in whatever the population decides should be right, and those who try to hang on to a basic system of values, virtues, a belief, if you will. My question to you is, is there such a thing as a basic value system that all should adhere to? I think so, yes. I'm being told, told yes. Um, values are, are very important um, for the human race. And I know you had said earlier something that Obama had said, and I can't repeat what it was because I can't fully remember. But when you had said it, um, the angels had said that he is saying the right thing. And I suppose maybe just to say to people, like before he was elected as president, and I know some people would say, you know, you don't like him or whatever, and he shouldn't be president. But I found it quite amazing because I'm not into politics or anything. And one day the angels had said, you know, they showed me um, a photograph, I think it was a paper, and they showed me a photograph of him, and they said he would be the American president. And I just said, how could he be? He's way down the line. It's like, pretend there's a hundred going for president. He was um, way, way, way down. And I said, you know, angels, you're going to, God is really going to find it hard to get the American people to listen. And then, I don't know, sometime later, um, I saw him on the TV 
and he was up there, you know, three, I think, three in front of him or two in front of him. And I couldn't believe it. And the thing is, the American people did um, did listen and did vote him in as president because he is meant to be president. You know, and to me, I found that even fascinating myself, you know, um, of what I know about the American people and um, being, being the new race and having such an influence on the whole world. And they listening and electing him as president. And I know hundreds and thousands of people were against him. Okay, so what values, what values, Lorna, then, because um, the quote that I gave you was the president essentially saying that we're a nation bound by values. But I, my question is, what should those values be? Since apparently the nation itself is so deeply divided over whether or not values should even enter the equation. Well, values should, because you, you have to have justice but, and but what values? for all, what for values, all of you. Lorna? Um, what values? The, the values would be, you know, work for everybody, you know, health cover for everybody, everyone in America to have the opportunity to, to work, um, to actually enjoy life, to live life to, to, to the full as well, and for no one to go hungry. All the actually normal, basic values. What, what you know, when the American Gathering Angels were gathering people from all over the world to be there, um, the American people, I know, um, upheld an awful lot of values. They reached out and helped each other. They pulled together as one. You know, right, during all those, How those about hard individual times. Rights? How about individual rights, Lorna? We have a, a number of questions coming out of the chat room having to do with where does the individual fit into this? Uh, I mean, you know, the philosophers like Robert Nozick would point out that when you're taking from one person to give to someone else, when you're taking it, you're not asking them, you know, they're not volunteering it. You're just taking it, that you basically are indenturing them as a slave. If you create a system that says, you know, uh, the first four months of the year, what you earn, we're going to take and give to someone else, uh that may not work and may not want to work. Want to work, uh, yeah. Well, what about the individual rights of of, uh, of the individual? Well, you can't. You, you have to remember each and every one of us. Um, if someone can't work because of ill health or if someone is refusing to work because of mental health, um, we can't just leave them there to die. That is injustice Absolutely. as well. Totally you know, we, 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 have to, we have to reach out and take care of them. All right, let's move away from politics. Okay. Let's. <laughs> we've got several phone calls. You've got a new CD out. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a very interesting CD. I, I've had the fortune of listening to it. It's really designed to put you in contact with uh, with your angels. So before I ask you about the CD, let's let our listening audience hear about a minute of it, all right? This is from Lorna Burns' brand-new CD, Wings Unfurled. What I want you to do now is to sit in a nice, comfortable chair and just relax. And I want you to realize that as you sit into the chair, you're sitting into the lap of your guardian angel. And to feel secure and safe, to feel your guardian angel's arms around you, 
and to realize that your guardian angel is one of the most precious gifts you have been given from God. And your guardian angel loves you unconditionally and will never leave you for one second. And to know that your guardian angel is your best friend and will guide you right through life. Your guardian angel, at this very moment, now, as you sit in the chair, has their arms wrapped around you. Now, just about here, everybody starts to really feel that, so I better stop it, bring them all back in. Lorna, why did you create the CD? I created it because so many people over the last three years um, were asking for a meditation um, CD, you know, to help them to become more conscious and aware of the guardian angel, to help them to feel the presence of the guardian angel. So eventually I gave in and the angels were even saying to me, you know, you have to do it. Um, But I was fighting them all the time and saying, no, I don't want to do it yet. I'm putting it off. But eventually I did it. <laughs> it seems like they bring you along, dragging and kicking your heels. Do, What's that actually, all about? Always. I I don't know. I suppose um, it's it's just me. I I know they have me doing so so much as it is, and sometimes I just I just object. But yet I know that I'll have to say yes eventually. I don't I always think- agree with you, but I do admire your innocence and your courage. Let's take some phone calls. Are you up to that? Yeah, go ahead. Got the angels right there with you? Definitely. All right, let's go to line two. We have Claire out of Fredericksburg, uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Claire. Hi, thank you, Alden. I like That's my your, pleasure. Uh, probing important questions. I think we'd all like to have some answers to, to those. But um, I was hoping... Who better than the angels to give them to us, right? <laughs> That's for sure. And I was hoping to uh, see what Lorna has to say with me. Um, I don't know if she picks up on loved ones from the other side. And are you missing loved ones? Yes, uh, my son. What age was he? A child, was he? 22. That's only a child. Um, he, he He was very, very young. The only thing I'm being told is... At the moment, he has his arms outstretched towards you, and he's saying he loves you. Yes. And I know he actually touches you at times. Yes. Because he's telling me, do you want to ask him anything? Um, I don't usually do this, yes. so I, I can't guarantee. <laughs> um, but if he answers the his, question, his, I, uh, I will give you the answer. Yes. Um, you know, uh, a year ago, I published a book of poetry, A Mother's Tears, and I'd never written a poem in my life until a year and a half after he died, and now I've written over 200. And I feel like there's another book in the works, and I'm just kind of looking for direction and guidance on that. Well, he's just saying you do have another book inside of you, and he's just reminded me that I have actually seen your book of poems. Really? Yes. I, someone could have actually have given it to me as a present as well when I was in the States. Oh, goodness. So 
so I have to smile at that. I'll have to go searching for it now afterwards. Yeah, it has two butterflies on the cover. That's right, because I was given, um, oh. what would you say, cards as well with butterflies on it? Could be. Yeah, my you know, uh, my business um, card, uh-huh. That's, that, that's right. Well, oh, that's amazing. He, love, he loves you. I have to smile at that now. You, his yeah. mom, well, there is a sign from the angels. Oh, Small sure. world. That's it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's my dearest wish now is to get uh, those messages to other uh, bereaved parents. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lorna. God bless. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks for the phone call, Claire. That's pretty remarkable. All right, let's go to line three and talk to Jackie out of Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Jackie. Hi, Eldon. How are you? I'm wonderful. And you? I'm fine. That's great. You have a question for Lorna today? Lorna, how are you? Hi, Jackie. I'm Grant. Oh, good. It's just several things I want, just two things. One, who is my higher self? What's the name? Do, do she have a, I know it's a lady. Does she have a name? Your guardian angel, you mean? Or do you mean your soul? My guardian angel. Your guardian angel. I haven't been allowed to answer the names of the guardian angels for adults. It's actually very, very seldom. Mm-hmm. But one word that, um, the, and this, this is the angel's words, mm-hmm. so I'll let you listen careful. It is the name that you love that's in your heart. Pluck yeah. it from the air and put it there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay, let me ask you one other thing. Um, do they have anything, is there anything my angel would like to say to me? What would you like to ask? I would like to ask if writing a screenplay is the right thing for me to do. Um, I'm being told it's one of the part-time things for you to do. What is the thing for me to do? One of the part-time. What's my full-time thing to do? Oh, your full-time thing. Um, they're not saying. They're not saying? No, they just answered the, the one question. That is just a full-time thing. Okay, so maybe there is something else you should be doing as well. Yeah, Remember, life is not about just doing one thing. No, of course not. It's about doing many. Doing many. I don't know how many things I'm good at, though. <laughs> well, you will discover. You can try something, and if it doesn't work, and you say, well, I'm not good at that, but at least I gave it a try now, and you will discover all the things you are good at. Okay. And um, how do you get your CD, your meditation CD? Um, you you can go in into the website, um, dot com. I think it is called. I know good te- technically, I'm afraid. <laughs> it is. It's com, and the burn is spelled B-Y-R-N-E. And you get the CD there, and that's a great question, Jackie. Thanks for asking it. Oh, you're welcome. How do you spell her last name again? B-Y-R-N-E. Okay, that is a good question. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you have you a great me. day. Thanks for calling, Jackie. All right, let's let's uh, let's go to Mercedes in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mercedes, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. Thank you, Eldon. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Lorna. How are you? Hi. Hi. How are you? Very good. Lorna, I want to ask you who is the names of my guardian angels, because I try to communicate it with them by meditation, but never come out. Um, I'd have to tell you the same thing as I told the other lady. 
It's the name that you love that's in your heart. Pluck it from the air and put it there because they won't give me the name when, a, when an adult asks. But the most common name for, for um, guardian angel is actually my guardian angel. The most common name. And when okay. The, the name is, okay. I have, uh, okay, uh, it's a person who passed away a long time ago, and I don't see that person, but I feel the he's with me. Yes, you you have to re- remember, we feel the presence, most of us do, of the soul of a loved one when they die around us more than we would any angel. Yeah, but and, what and he that want? is useful. Say that again? Uh, what does he want? Because I don't call him or anything like that. He's no family or anything like that. I know, but, but it's somebody that you knew. Is that what you're saying? Okay. All right, thanks for calling, Mercedes. Thank you. Uh, Lorna, you know, before we jump to another phone call, uh, the guardian angels, I mean, I've seen how you describe them and how they're playing and how, indeed, you know, there can be angels uh, supporting a group that is totally opposed, say protesters, totally opposed to the angels that are supporting yet another group, those people that are being protested against. I mean, we all have the angels. I assume Adolf Hitler had angels. I mean, you know. Um, so, I mean, when I read these descriptions, I kind of wonder, aren't, aren't the angels ever trying to slap you alongside the head, get your attention, and, you know, tell you something? Well, the, the only thing I can say to you, Alden, is that, you know, if one group are protesting against something, everyone has a guardian angel, so the guardian angel will be with whoever that person is. Um and all of the time that your guardian angel will will try and guide you, but lots of the time we just we just don't listen um and I always say we have to stand up and be counted we 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 have to start listening more and you know talk about what what is right and what and what is wrong you know to to help our governments and and, and our leaders as well because one thing that has happened right across the world is that you know um People have lost um, hope and belief in, in, in our leaders because we always look to them, you know, to solve the problems. But nowadays they're looking to the people. So that is another reason why everyone has to stand up and be counted. If there's something wrong in your community, you, 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 you have to kind of say, well, that, that's wrong. That can't keep on, keep on happening. Okay. So a good question might be, what is it my guardian angel wants to tell me? Tell you? Yes. Is that a good Herself? question? Um, well, I, I su- suppose it's, it's, it's a good question as, as well. Um, it depends on what, in what, in what part of your life, you, your life that you would <laughs> like to know a little bit more about. All I'm right. Let's go back. Let's go back. And the... You're doing brilliant at the moment. <laughs> okay, let's go back to the okay. telephones. Uh, we have on line five, Julia from Canloops, British Columbia. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Julia. You have a question for Lorna? I certainly do. Hi, Eldon. I love your show. Oh, to thank you. you. That. I do. I listen to it a lot. Um, okay, I'm a little nervous now. I guess my question would be, um, um, I've got a lot of changes happening in my life. I do, I'm going to have to move, um, restart my life, and uh, I'm sort of torn between two places, sort of 
in the, you know, Kootenai area and versus the Vancouver Island area, I have a lot of fear. Um, like, I feel sort of, I want to go over to the island and experience different wildlife and all that kind of stuff. But then I think about the earthquake and I get, I'm a chicken. So what can, you, what can my angels tell me? Um, well, one thing I am being told because they were answering different parts of, of your questions that, that time. And so the only way I can give it to you, one was really just go to the island for a holiday if you want, but not to live there. Hmm, okay. Um, and the other was, actually, they've taken it away. <laughs> they've taken it away, so I can't say it to you. Oh, oh. yes, yes, they've given it back. Um, within within the changes now that are happening within your life, look on it as a new beginning. And at times, um, when you feel positive about something but you are afraid, um, use your fear as strength. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's all. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. I appreciate. Thanks that. for calling, oh, well. Julia. All right. Let's let's go to Elizabeth in Washington D.C. Elizabeth, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have a question for our guest today? Yes, I do. Um, hello, Lorna. How are you? Hello. Um, how are you? I'm fine. I'm so excited to talk to you because I've, I've read about you for several years now, and I've read both your books, and you've got one coming out in England soon in March, and my daughter lives there, and I told her to go get it immediately. So this is a it, huge it's question out, for actually. me. It's out already. Was it February, it Kima? Well, no, then I'm going to email her immediately and tell her to get it. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I, Lorna, I've, I've always prayed to my guardian angel from childhood. I was a Catholic, and I, I sort of still am. Um but then when I read your works, it sort of brought it all back to me, and I regained that prayer again to pray very much. But I must say, I don't ever feel guided, I, and I have had several big changes in my life where I've prayed and prayed for, like, a sign or something, and I just end up feeling nothing, and then I just end up choosing, you know? Um, so that was my one thing, and the other was my grandmother, who's incredibly dear to me, died several years ago, and... I've been talking to her all the time. I, ne I always talk with her because I miss her, and I believe she's around, but I never quite feel her. And I wondered if your, if your angel has anything to say about that either for me. That, that you have never felt your grandmother's presence no, around that you? No, that, but that, that she's around anyway. <laughs> well, I, I've been told she does be around. And okay. just, just ask then for, for a sign for, to help you actually to recognize something. Right. Whether it's right. A, a smell or just something familiar. Yeah. You know, yeah. when all of a sudden something familiar reminds yeah. you of her, that can be a sign as well. Right, right. And, um, you know, when when you were saying you felt you weren't guided, but then you yeah. made the right choice, you were being guided. Right. You just didn't realize it. And yeah. you have to say to yourself, you know, well, you're happy and you're glad that you made, you know, the right choice, you know, on as many occasions as possible. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, All thank right. you so much. God bless you. You're welcome. Thanks God for bless. calling, Elizabeth. All right, Lorna, we have just about uh, one minute before we have to wrap up the show. So uh, first things first, 
what is it the angels would like to leave our audience today with? What what one succinct message? I think the, the, the one message that they have been giving lately all of the time is for people not to give up. Um, you know, to take, to hold on to hope within their lives and to speak up and to play their part. Um, we all need to, to, to play our part and to believe. All that I can tell everyone is that angels are real because I see them physically every day and everybody has a soul and God is real. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. And we all have to reach out and help each other. We we have to become one. And America, the important thing the angels are saying all the time, America, the American people have to remember, they have a huge part to play. Um, we lead the way. All right. Well, yeah. we're out of time, Lorna. So uh, the website is LornaBurn.com. That's L-O-R-N-A-B-Y-R-N-E.com. The book is Angels in My Hair. We're very glad that you joined us today, Lorna. Uh, and we've come to the end of another hour of Provocative Enlightenment. I want to thank all of you uh, for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed our show. And we'll join us again next week, same time and same place. And remember, the angels said there are absolute values. We'll just have to sort them out and lead the way here in America. So uh, until next week, same time, same place. Remember, believing in yourself always matters.